there you go. Thanks for finding us on a Thursday evening and welcome to Caching in the Northwest. This is the only podcast from the birthplace of geocaching in the great Pacific Northwest. Each week, we're going to talk about caches and cachers from here and around the globe. So while you're busy, busy cataloging all your new geocoins, we'll be caching in the Northwest. And that means it's time to bring in our golden monkey. Some say... He's so tall, he uses the space needle to sign his logs. And others say he's discovered the source of the Fraser River. All we know is he's called Land Monkey. Well, hello. I, I was completely shocked. Who is this person introducing me? I almost don't recognize him. You know, I can't say all is right with the world, but all is right with Thursday night today. It's good to be back. It's good to have you back, buddy. This got the dream team back together. And in fact, we've expanded the dream team for tonight. I'd like to introduce the president of the Washington State Geocaching Association and a friend of the podcast, MC3Cats. Chris, welcome to the show. Good evening, everyone. Thanks for uh, inviting me on. And of course, as I always say, my favorite geocaching rapper name. <laughs> my yeah, favorite don't, MC. Don't even get me going on that. <laughs> well, okay, then. <laughs> And while we're also segueing away from things we don't want to talk about, a quick reminder that we appreciate the support of our patrons who help to keep this podcast coming back each and every week. If you want to know more about supporting the show, click that Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website. I think it's over here. But it really depends. But yeah, somewhere. Just look <laughs> around. You'll find it. You will find it and click on it and it'll have all this great information. And it's like the Brady Bunch. We're all kind of looking around. All right. This is a this is how this podcast rolls tonight, folks. I'm like sorry it's not going to get any better. That's, this is what you got. All Which right. One of us is Cindy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to know. Hey, <laughs> but what we do want to know is we want to know about the great logs that you've written or perhaps you've read. We want to hear about it because great logs simply make geocaching better. Each and every week we talk about the glow or the geocaching log of the week. If you have one, send it in to feedback at catchingnw.com. Better yet, we want to hear it in your voice because you hear it in our voices every week. So call into 253-693-TFTC or use that voicemail tool right there on the website and show us how you glow. And once again, we have a great glow, but it wasn't submitted with either of the audio tools you mentioned. So you're stuck with me reading it. And this week's glow is from Tunnel of Fun. That's GC1EWZ9, logged by Brylang. I think I've heard of him. And it reads, An Australian, a German, a Canadian, and two Americans arrived above ground zero in the fog. Doesn't that sound like the start of a joke? It, a bar. Yeah. <laughs> we could just let people maybe write a joke based on that opening line and send it in. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and the best one will win, I don't know. <clears throat> My undying appreciation. There you go. I'll read it on the podcast or something. Anyway, the Aussie volunteered a trib as tribute and headed down to do the honors. After a while, he emerged triumphant. Thanks for the cash and the smiley. And footnote, it says, love listening to caching in the Northwest and wishing I was up there caching again. Usually I'm listening to it on iTunes while working. Sorry I missed you all at the gig. I know there were tons of podcasters there, and somehow I managed to miss them all. One day, maybe, we can move back 
to Pacific NW. Until then, Southern Grits. And I think that's the cash that's the name, Southern cash Grits, name. and, and yes. not the, the food item. I believe so, yes. So they do eat a lot of grits in the South. So this, this log was sponsored by Southern Grits. <laughs> Pick up your Southern Grits today. How long does it take to make the grit? <clears throat> hmm. Do you measure the grits like with sandpaper? Hmm. Now, is that instant grits or old-fashioned grits? Wow, see? There's a difference? You got to tell if the car has positive traction or not. <laughs> well, the 69... No, we won't go. <laughs> yeah. There right. is a that's long a, movie reference there. That's a different podcast altogether now, isn't it? <laughs> that's a podcast of a different color. That's right. Hey, at, hey. if you didn't see us at GeoCoinFest, there's yeah, something new in the what you got there, in the Chris? northwest world i'm holding an innocent looking black box there's but, nothing innocent looking about that black but there's box nothing innocent once you open it up if you and, left that black box at unattended in an airport <laughs> oh, it yeah. wouldn't be innocent at all so well there's that yeah uh for those of you ow not watching this black box just closed on my thumb um <laughs> For those of you not watching, we told you we it wasn't our very own bounce bounce puzzle box that he made for the caching in the Northwest crew. So next time you see us at an event, ask for the puzzle box, and uh, you're going to be able to do some caching in the Northwest trivia. And prior to the event, if you're planning on coming to an event where you think the puzzle box might be, send a message to Caching in the Northwest and say, please remember to bring spare batteries. Uh-huh. Always bring spare batteries. I'm, I'm looking and thinking, you know, I bet I could run this off a of USB. I could find a way to, I'm, I'm going to look into making some, some changes because, you know, I like to tinker. I'll wire a 220 input for you. Ooh, oh. it'll go much faster that way. And Just if once. you get it wrong... <laughs> It'll do more than bite your thumb, I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yes, so, we have a new puzzle box. Thank you, Bounce Bounce. That oh, thing Bounce Bounce, thank awesome. you. Thank and I you think so much. One of the coolest things that I loved about that box is that because of that box, all three hosts were at GeoCoin Fest. Yes, that's true. Because once you start the box up and you start reading, you realize it's hosted by Wits End. Hmm. So wits end. Wits end doesn't seem too impressed by that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <laughs> trying to think. I don't remember actually being there. So oh yeah, oh yeah, you were there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, once... you were there in spirit. <laughs> that I was. That I was. An electronic form. Okay. Once you complete the twenty-five <laughs> question challenge and get at least 20 right, you're able to log the trackable. There were a couple of people that were able to do that uh, over at GeoCoinFest before the batteries died. Uh, let's see. Uh, Aminako says, saw this at uh, GeoCoinFest Seattle 2018. I think my cousin has successfully talked me into watching your show. Oh, well, welcome. Well, thank you very much. And, you know, if it takes a family member to twist an arm, we're okay with that. We're good with that. Yeah. We are not above that at all. Three Hams also was able to complete it. He says, I played the game for a group of people. I was really proud to get the first 18 questions correct. Then things fell apart. 
In the end, I needed 23 questions to get my 20 correct. Don't. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Those, some of those questions are hard. So Yes, they are. I've missed one. <gasps> Gasp. I was surprised. My wife went through and, and who doesn't watch the show and got many of them right. Hmm. There you go. So maybe she listens when you I'm, talk about it. I must be talking in my sleep. Well, she's listening. Right. So there you go. You should start being a little more careful about what you talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so, thank you to Bounce Bounce for doing that. That's that's awesome. Yes. Thank, thank you. you so much. So puzzle boxes, GeoCoin Fest, and all that, those are all awesome. But tonight, we're here to chat about where I go caches with our guest MC3Cats, right? Well, yes, of course. I'm glad to have you here. It's great to have you on the podcast. Uh, for those listeners that don't know you or haven't met you or don't know much about you, tell us a bit about yourself. Well, I've uh, been caching almost 10 years. In fact, in February, I will have my 10-year anniversary. Um, I'm in the Seattle area, uh, in the Renton area, to be more specific. Um, and I'm currently the WSGA president. Uh, I was actually a chapter rep for a while uh, prior to this uh, current assignment. <laughs> um, and let's see. Uh, I guess that's about it. Okay. Well, well, happy nearly cash anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. You're going to have to throw in a, we'll have to throw an event for you, won't we? I wasn't kind of thinking about that. The city Actually, never owns. They just right, rent. They just rent. Yes. <laughs> I'm oh, not, it's I'm not buying. I'm just renting. Exactly. <laughs> I say I own my house here in Tacoma, but if I don't pay my property taxes, I lose my house. So I don't really own it. Uh, but that's another podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's the financial one. <laughs> yeah. That one's not as much fun. No. Now, many of our listeners, MC Three Cats, may have had the chance to meet you in person last week at GeoCoin Fest 2018. You have to tell us what exactly you were doing there. I mean, detail. We want minute by minute. <laughs> nah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, the WSGA actually had its uh, store, uh, the entire store, every item we have in uh, our merchandise stock, we had at that uh, coin fest. So we were selling everything, um, not only our 2018 coin that we just got, but uh, lots of other ape, ape gear and such that we still have. Um, so that's what I was doing, selling, selling WSGA gear. And, you know, we were right next to you in the tables, and it seemed like your table was always busy. So, good job. We had uh, quite a few Germans stopping by and um, spending lots of money. So, I, I, I left that place with a big smile on my face. <laughs> you know, there seemed to be a lot of Germans there, period. Germans yeah. do like to travel for yeah. their events. Yeah, I, I figured we probably made somewhere around three, maybe $400 out of that. Wow. So, so I've got, yeah, I've got more stories about the Germans, but let's save that for the after show. So, uh, I'll, uh, I'll try and remember. Thank you. I'll try and remember to, uh, hashtag Fitas some stories about Germans and GeoCoin Fest 2018 into the after show. In the meantime, 
uh, MC3 cats, Chris. Um, yes. We're going to really dig into the topic of where I go caches tonight. We've been told you're something of an expert in this category. So we're going to ask you some incredibly hard questions and try and embarrass you. That's the whole point <laughs> of bringing guests on the show. No, just kidding around with you. Um, but if you could start by maybe explaining for those who aren't maybe really familiar with what a where I go cache is, because there's some areas where there's hardly any and some areas where there's huge densities. Um, what is it? How is it different from a multi or a mystery or a puzzle cache? Well, the, the interesting thing about where it goes is they are kind of a combination of those two types that you just mentioned. Um, the, the difference with them, of course, is they require a small little software program uh, called a cartridge that you have to load in a player to play. Um, so that's the little, the extra added piece of it. And really uh, they're, they're really story files. I mean, that's what I've heard them uh, described as. So cartridges are really story files um, that essentially make the, the experience come alive. So I, I kind of look at them as, a uh, multi-cache that is interactive um, via the where I go app that you would um, either most people nowadays play it on their phones um, with a, with a where I go app uh, back in the old days uh, we didn't have smartphones back in the beginning of uh, where it goes um, you had to have a Garmin GPS unit or a pocket PC. Those are the only choices to play it. So, was very limited. Hmm. It's much, much more uh, available to the average cacher now. Very cool. I like the description of story files. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, when I think of cartridge, I think you have to go <laughs> before you put it in the, in the machine. But and only you can <clears throat> fix your own cartridge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you your friend couldn't do it. Yours, you had to. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. They're really cool, these where I go caches and uh, story files and all. What what prompted you? What motivated you to start putting them out? Well, I when I started in 2009, that was really at the very beginning of where it goes. Where it goes started in January of 2008. And I started about a year later. And at the time, there was very few around here. And I, I think I remember taking a trip down to visit relatives in California. And I saw a Warrego down there in the L.A. area that I wanted to try. I had uh, I purchased an Oregon, a Garmin Oregon, which was one of the units that had the player on them. And I had a miserable experience. Um, Oregon's were known for crashing frequently in the middle of a where I go. Mm. And in the one uh, that I was doing, it was a murder mystery. So the, 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 the theme of the where I go was pretty cool. Um, and it was in a sports park. So there was a lot of walking around and you were interacting with uh, virtual characters. So it was really a cool uh, cartridge and a cool where I go. The problem is, the Oregon just kept crashing. It just, it was annoying. And I ultimately I couldn't find the cash. And yeah. Trexer contributes in the uh, chat there. Where I go, isn't the where I go without at least one app crash. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was back when, you know, it, you had gar you had to play a Garmin, uh, use a Garmin uh, GPS and it was just, this is horrible. And so as the years went on, I, I really love the idea of just the whole where I go theme and what it, what it is and i kept 
looking and searching for builder programs because I really wanted to make my own and I wanted to do a better job than you know what was out there at the time and it took forever uh before a uh, much more user-friendly program came out and that's that's when I decided you know what Werigo's got a bad rap I think in part because of Garmin <laughs> yeah. and uh and now more people can play it and the phone apps and the the, the players on the on the in the phone apps themselves are a hundred times better than what Garmin's player was. So that's okay. the story. So that that might explain why you have about fifteen of these things now. If it was just the Oregon and the, and the app crashing all the time, you might have quit at one. Right? But, uh, <laughs> exactly. But you've got quite a few, like well over a dozen, about fifteen or so. Don't they get repetitive after a while, though? What what can you do to a where I go to make them unique and creative and stand on their own? Well, that's an excellent question. I I when I decide to do a where I go, I usually have to be inspired. Uh, something has got to just hit me. Um, and if you've noticed with with my where I goes, they tend to be really kind of two types. Um, ones uh, generally are like a tour style where and i've got one i put out in kent uh which is my uh, more recent one it's a it's a history tour of the city of kent um which has got a lot of old uh 1800s buildings that are still still around and the historical society did a fantastic job of uh identifying these buildings so and then that happens to be where i work in that same area so I'd be out on a walk and go, Hey, there's all these plaques. And I thought, Hey, there's an idea for a where I go. <laughs> uh, so it, the, you know, it could be the location that kind of just, you know, hits me and I'm like, Hey, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Um, one of the other ones I did, uh, which was really more of a virtual storyline. Um, it came out when the Pokemon go craze just was on fire and I thought, hey, let's do a where go based on a hide and seek game with Pikachu. So I have it set up in an area where there's a lot of um, uh, mountain bike trails and stuff uh, not too far from my place. And I go, this would be a great place to just map out a whole course where you're chasing Pikachu and you're you know, running into his buddies as you go along the trail and they're giving you hints as to where to turn next and that kind of thing. So that one just was, you know, the, just the, the, the times Pokemon go was out and I'm like, I want to put that into a where I go. So it's just, you know, I, when the ideas come to me, I just kind of go, Hey, I think that would be something new and different. <laughs> and you know, a where I go cash is born. Cool. <clears throat> now, so, so we talked a little bit about how it was in the past, and I have to agree the Oregons were terrible. I did a where I go around the Alamo, and uh, I, I want to say it was like 15 stops. And, you know, after I did the first five, three or four times, I decided I need to save this after each stop. And then I was able to, to make it around. But uh, how does somebody go and find a where I go today? Do they need any special equipment or software? So really, you just need um, the app. you need an app on your on your phone. And really, let's face it, everybody's using their phones for this stuff now. Um, 
Oregon does, or the uh, uh, Garmin folks don't even put the players in their units anymore. They just, they've stopped doing that quite a while ago. So really it's, it's uh, downloading the app on your phone. Uh, Both the Android and the iPhone apps have search uh, functions. If you can, if you know what the GC number is, um, you can search for it very easily. I think you can also do a location-based search as well. Um, so you really got to do that first. Um, and and, all, and uh, HQ has changed um, some of their requirements on uh, the where go cache pages now where you have to embed the link to the where go website so that mm. a, pl- a person even using the app, if they're using the geocaching app on their phone, they should be able to go in there and uh, be able to download that cartridge right to your player. So they've made it much easier now f- to access the the whole Werigo cartridges now and download them and be able to go and play them. So that's really all you need. You don't need any special gear. Heck, you may already have the app on your phone right now. It's conceivable that we might. <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah, on, <laughs> on iOS, I, I use Werigo. Okay. Uh, on Android, I believe there's a where you go. Correct. And also uh, Geo Live will do where I goes. Hmm. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. So uh, in the chat, GSM X2 says, uh, what player do you use? Yes, uh... So I have a, uh, an iPhone, so I use the, uh, the, the where I go mm-hmm. app. Uh, and that runs. I've had very, very few problems on the iPhone. And I don't, I don't have an Android phone. I don't know how the where you go plays, but they, in theory, they really should play similar. I mean, yeah, they're different, pl- you know, platforms, of course. Sure. But, but it, you know, it's still using the Lua um, uh, code. Uh, so, and really, a pocket PC, which was one of the old original players. I mean, that's uh-huh. pretty much what these are. These are yeah. pocket PCs. I mean, pretty much, yeah. that's what they are. Uh, so. It really should run on either platform without any trouble. It's okay. where the problems run comes into the building of the cartridge. And that's another, I think that's uh, another story there. <laughs> good, good job. Mm-hmm. So that leads right into uh, next question that we were asking. And from the chat, uh, GSMX2 says, what program do you use to create the cartridge? And along those lines, I was going to ask you, somebody uh, hears about these and says, I want to create one of those. How do you start the planning process to create a where I go? Well, first, for me personally, I the idea needs to come to me or if I'm at a location. So I, I tend to move more towards locations that that just prompt me to to go to go and do one. So just like any other cache, of course, you're going to want to find a good spot with where it goes. Not only do I need to find a good spot for the actual cache itself. But you also got to look at the area that you're going to have people map through to do the cartridge. So it's, it's a lot more work that goes into these. And that may be why you don't see as many of them is, is there's the there's the cartridge building. But then there's also the going out, snagging the uh, GPS coordinates for all the stops in the uh, cartridge you're going to have. So there's is a lot of upfront work. The rewards are there because uh, you can look at a map. How many Warigos are there around? I mean, I've got quite a few, but you know, if you zoom out and look at the country or look at North America, there's not it's not a lot out there. 
Um, so that that's what I would tell people is, is look for an area that just is screaming for one. Art tours, history tours, those are excellent examples of, of uh, good Rego caches. Um, the other type, like I said, the, the story-based ones, uh, that really, you can do those probably anywhere. You just need to find a good open space to do it. If you're going to do a Pikachu uh, type of thing like I did, you need an open area for that kind of thing because you're not interacting with things out in the out in reality. It's strictly all embedded in the cartridge. It's virtual reality. Uh, and you can do these cartridges either way. Okay. So, okay. So somebody picked a spot. They had this great creative idea or they stole one from you. Uh, how did they actually go about making the where I go cartridge? Okay, so the, the cartridge, um, there's a couple of builder programs out there. Uh, it's probably three or four. Um, the one I use and the, the one that's probably, uh, let's say, is, is as much idiot-proof as it could possibly be is a, is a program called uh, Where I Go Kit that Ranger Fox put out. Um, this one is map-based which is awesome. So obviously you can sit there and drop pins on a map and those pins will be your, uh, your boxes where you're going to have your waypoints in the cartridge. That is really the, the best one that I've seen. The others, you almost have to be a code writer uh, to do them. And that's what I kept running into in the early days of where it goes. It's like, I remember I, I tried the, the, the one that HQ had I mean, that was designed by someone who co-writes. It's like, ah, that's not me. Uh, so I kept searching and searching, and finally I heard about this Where I Go Kit uh, program. It's, it's like I said, it's web-based. I think they use Google Maps. And you just search for a location where you want to put it. Uh, and it's literally you just drop pins, and, and you make boxes, and those boxes – are where the cashers would step into and that would trigger the cartridge. It would start asking questions or you would run into characters and you'd interact with them. Uh, that's, that's the best one I, I I've seen out there. And that's the one I use. I've used the same one. I've done a uh, sort of a history tour style where I go up here and uh, used the, the Ranger Fox software, and it was really easy to use. Uh, I, I went out in the field, so and I saw there was a, a comment um, from Chris of Landshark saying, it seems you have to pre-plan to do where I go cash. And in my experience, you do. You should really sort of walk through the route, think about the way it's going to lay out, and then you can, as you say, you, you fire up that uh, where I go.rangerfox.com app, and it was really easy to put the pins. In fact, I could put, you can actually um, draw the areas that'll activate um, the where I go cartridge when it's in the, in the zones, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, so really sweet software. So definitely agree with you on that. One yeah. The, the old ones were just where they were tough because you were literally having to draw the boxes and it just, it got so difficult. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and this one, it's just, this is where I want it. Boom. Right here. <laughs> Yeah, Easy. Um, I, I had another question, but before I get to that, a thought occurred to me as we were discussing this, and you're talking about the the applications. One of the types of where it goes that I've done a couple of them, and I've quite enjoyed them, and it's the maze, the invisible maze. 
type. And I don't think you can do that with the Ranger Fox software. I think you kind of have to code those yourself, don't you? Or yeah, see, there, you really only can do the two types on his uh, program, which is basically what he calls the blackout, which is um, like the story based. You know, where you're interacting, you go through a zone. You have to interact with that character in the zone you or or answer a, 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 a you know a dialogue or whatever um, and then there's the tour style which is you're going into the zone and that zone there's a sign or a plaque or a piece of art and you have to answer a question kind of like a lab cache i mean really we where it goes are kind of a combination of lab caches and multi caches and and even to a, to a point even uh mystery or unknown cache that's sort of a a uh, little of everything, really. It's just how you design it, how you build it. it that's up to you. If you want to make it like a lab, and I've done them like that, um, you know, you can do that or you can make it completely story-based. Very cool. So to the question that I had for you originally, Chris, mm -hmm. what are some examples of the most interesting or fun where I goes that you yourself have found? Okay, probably one of the, I got a, a list of a couple here. Um, there's one locally in the Seattle area in Magnuson Park. Uh, Mr. Rock Chalk put this one out. So this is a lackey cache, of course. It's called Magnuson Mystery. Uh, let's see, Magnuson's Mystery Case of the Missing Cachers. GC or GC5 uh, Golf Juliet 8 Queen. <laughs> I know I'm not doing those right. <laughs> um, this one, it was really cool because it, it was the storyline style of where I go. So you're, you're, you're not interacting with any of your surroundings. You're, it's all on the cartridge. So you're looking for these missing cachers. And in Magnuson Park, if you're familiar at all with that, it's, it's in Seattle uh, on the shores of the lake, uh, Lake Washington. And it's a pretty good-sized park. So it's a great place to to do this type of a, a where I go because there's so much space. Right. Um, so that was a great one. Um, another local one is the one in Fremont. There's a a Fremont where I go that Rambudo put out. Um, I'm trying to think when he did that. It wasn't too long ago, and it's just called Fremont. So that's GC three Foxtrot uh, Quebec. Uh, Delta Quebec, if I'm saying that right. Um, that one was cool just because it's Fremont. Fremont is like a circus every day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> it's the center of the known universe. It's, it's this, yeah, definitely. Um, so just again, location, location on that one for sure. Uh, the other two I have in my list, uh, the USS uh, Arizona where I go. Uh, oh, in Honolulu, um, GC4 uh, Kilo uh, Echo Kilo Yo-Yo. I don't know. <laughs> Just making these up. Um, uh, someone named Joyful Nomad put this one out. It, it, first of all, if you've not been to the USS Memorial or USS Arizona Memorial in Honolulu, you got to go. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the the history there is just 
unbelievable. And uh, this person did a fantastic job of doing the Warrego on the ground. So you got to go around both inside the museum and then go out to all the outdoor dis- displays of various things. I mean, it was just outstanding. Um and then there was another one that was on uh, the island of Kauai in Hawaii called Who Done It um, at Shark Cove. So that one kind of took you around the southern part of Kauai. Uh, just the views, again, the location, the views were just outstanding. So those are my uh, couple of my favorite ones. Chris, did you have a GC code for that last one? Uncle? Oh, sure. Forgot about that. GC4. T as in Toledo, four, five, alpha. Awesome. Thanks, man. So, yeah, if, if you get a chance to go out to uh, to Hawaii, mm-hmm. you definitely got to do, uh, do the Arizona one. Just, I mean, I went there because I was going to take the boat out to uh, the ship itself. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I'm going to go do this where I go while I'm here. Cause my, the ship doesn't leave for a while. The boat doesn't leave for a while. So I went out and did it. The cache itself wasn't actually uh, on the ground. So it was just down the street. The, the hide wasn't, wasn't all that. I mean, it was a, it was a Northwest style hide <laughs> in, in Hawaii. So that was kind of odd. But, That's different. Uh, yeah. Unusual pile of sticks. It was in like a stump, uh, oddly enough. So it was, uh, but it was like, you know, a tropical stop. There you go. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. That makes it so much better. Absolutely. I think those are called pineapple plants. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was, it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, uh, great. Uh, those are just some fine examples. And, and that one that was in uh, California would have been great if, you know, I don't even know if it's still there. It's probably gone now, but that, but that would, that murder mystery one where you had to, I don't know, I think it was, a, it was a mystery style one where you had to go and you, would talk to these people in the park, these virtual people. And uh, I had never did go back down there to try to avenge uh, a bad uh, cartridge, but one of these days. <laughs> nice. So we've talked a little bit about what makes a where I go good. Is there something that uh, people jumping in for the first time should avoid, you know, that doesn't make for a good where I go experience? Well, I think probably the, the biggest uh, complaints that I that I have and that I've seen in general is when you're building the cartridge, do not make the zones where the players step, the zones that the players or the cashers step into, if you make them very small, then you have a very narrow target of when that will trigger on your, on your phone. Um, if you have it dialed down to like two feet, well, it's not going to trigger in time or it may not trigger at all. And so people will obviously complain, go, you know, it didn't work or so, or, or they just had a bad experience. Uh, so that's probably the biggest pet peeve is, you know, especially with the, with the uh, Ranger Fox program, you can set how big or how wide you want that zone to be. I tend to set it around eight to 10 feet, which is a pretty good size. Um, that will account for any sort of, uh, you know, lack of uh, cell coverage if you don't have a full set of bars. Uh, even if you got a couple with an eight to 10 foot size box that you're going to step into, 
you should be able to trigger that waypoint or that that uh, zone and be able to interact with the cartridge. All right. No. Yeah, it's really helpful. So you've made all these great where it goes, and other people in other places have made other ones. Uh, let's say people wanted to find yours, though. Where do you look for these on the map? How do you find them? Most of mine are in the central Seattle area. Um, Kent and Renton, I've got quite a few. Um, I would say, you know, uh, go to the map and turn everything off except where it goes. And you'll find, and if you're hovering over the Seattle area, you'll, you'll find mine. I have one in, in the town of Leavenworth. Um, and Leavenworth was, a, was an interesting area. If you've ever been to Leavenworth, if you haven't, it's it's a it's a tourist trap of a town of sorts, but it's a pretty awesome place, yeah. especially this time of year. Uh, it's a it's a Bavarian village on the east uh, slopes of the Cascades, um, kind of between uh, Monroe and 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 Wenatchee, more closer to Wenatchee than Monroe. Uh, but it's on Highway Two. The town is a German Bavarian village. That's what mm-hmm. it is, yep. and. The town has murals all over the over the town. The something the, the buildings have these gigantic murals on the sides of uh, the buildings, and I remember what was one of the places I wanted to do where I go first because you had these murals. It was perfect place for a where I go, and so I ended up mapping it out along the the town, and then uh, the cache is actually just outside of town on one of the islands there that you can walk over to in the oh, river yeah. there. Um, so that one's a fun one, and just where this uh, Leavenworth in general, you have a webcam there, and you got you got quite a few different. Um, cash types so uh, i thought well hey let's put a warego there so now someone can get a webcam and get a warego yeah. while they're in leavenworth Woo-hoo. yeah we've done that one and, and it was nice to be able to get multiple cash types but there there is it's fair to tell people there's a bit of a time investment in that where i go so you have to plan to do a little bit of walking around in leavenworth that that's true. It, it starts um, on uh, you know basically the uh, the east side of town, and you have to walk uh, uh, west. But again, you're walking through the town, and it's 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 just a it's just a cool place. I mean, it just there's nothing quite like it. Just the way that the building code is, and everything looks. I mean, it looks like it was pulled out of Bavaria. Mm-hmm. And it's Oktoberfest, and they uh, party the whole entire month of October over there. Oh yeah. Do they really? <clears throat> the Oompa bands are in full gear right now. I have to ask Wits End about that in the after <laughs> In the chat, Chris, uh, GSM times two wants to know what you think of reverse where I goes. And excellent question. And I have to say, I've done my first one at Gigastock. That was the first time I'd seen a reverse where I go, and I went ahead and did it there. Reverse Varagos are, that, I mean, I like them. I've uh, I've done I've done one and almost almost completed the other one, uh, which is in uh, is in Land Monkeys neighborhood there, um, the one that's up in uh, North Vancouver there, uh, which I DNF'd. Um, but essentially, what they are is it, it's a cartridge that um, one particular cacher has made. Uh, so to 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 get access to that 
uh, cartridge, that reverse uh, Warrego cartridge, you actually have to go find one first, mm. and then you get access codes. You take those codes and you go back and say, hey, I want I want to do one. And so with this code you get when you find one allows you to uh, have access to the uh, to the builder program. And then off you go. Uh, they're fun. Uh, it's another time investment for sure. Um, but it's just a whole nother spin on geocaching. It's a different type of where to go. It's not, you're not necessarily um, following a particular path. Um, it, but the, what the little box does, the little reverse where go box, uh, it, it basically it tells you how far away you, every time you ping it, it will tell you how far away from the cache you are. Um, it doesn't tell you which direction, It'll just say, okay, you ping it. It says, okay, you're X number of miles away. And you have to, by trial and error, really try to figure out where it is by going one direction or another or another. And then, you know, start dwindling down as you get closer and closer. Um, the one in Honolulu I did, uh, that one drove me nuts. Um, and it was in a city park and it was very busy and it was you know right in the Waikiki. It was, yeah, that was a, that was a challenging one, but they're fun. It's a, it's a whole different kind of where to go. Certainly is. I had a, a great question and I've lost it. So Uh-oh. just think of something and that's what I would have said. <laughs> We've got an after show. Um, <laughs> Three Ham says there's a where I go in Be- in Bellingham where one of the zones is too close inside a commercial building. People mention you have to run full speed into the wall to spoof the GPS if it's outside <laughs> business hours. That sounds painful. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. What could go wrong? Yeah, exactly. Hey, I, 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 I'm envisioning a, a, uh, a, a glow uh, in the future there. <laughs> Gave myself a concussion trying to get through a Warrego uh, zone. But so when totally worked the it. hospital. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was platform five and three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Ouch. Uh, Iham says that uh, GC47 Delta 8 Hotel is a fun story. Proposal in Silverdale, where you go to the florist and the jeweler, etc., to commemorate the Hyder's wedding proposal. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's that's another one I remember doing um, over there in that uh, Silverdale area. Yeah, that's I don't know who put that one out, but again, it, it's a great storyline, right? You, someone came up with this idea and and uh, you know just uh, mapped it out on a on a cartridge and off they went. So really, uh, the the best part about where it goes is they're incredibly creative. I mean, if you think about it, out of all the the geocache types are out there, really where it goes are you know, like the Blake canvas, you can be as creative as you want um, with this, both building the program and then, you know, the cash at the end of it. Okay. Here's a question. This wasn't the one I have, but this is a good one. Have you put out a where I go cartridge and then come back and tweaked it saying, you know what? I wanted to add this and this and this. Yeah, um, definitely. I have. I don't. I haven't done it on every single one of them, but I'll go back. Um, generally, I think what I think one one thing that happened that the very first one I put out is up on top of Cougar Mountain at Anti Aircraft Peak, uh, and that one is a 
kind of a history one because on top of that peak, there used to be a Nike missile base there back in the day. And there are still relics of that old missile base still there in the park. It, it's now a King County uh, park now. Um, and so I had uh, built it as like a, well, basically a multi-cache and you had various stops. Well, one of the stops was a, was a nice big kiosk that the county eventually came along and decided to remove it. And they didn't bother to tell me that they were doing that. <laughs> so, so, so a player comes along and says, uh, uh, zone three is missing. I'm like, what? Uh, so I had to go back and obviously change it because the information was no longer there. And I was a little surprised when I got there. I'm like, wow, this whole thing is gone. Um, but that happens, right? I mean, that, that could happen on a multicache too, where you sure. have something disappear. So I had to go back and, and essentially delete or remove that entire zone. Um, and I could have, I suppose, added a new one, but that meant looking for more, another, you know, way to interact with the cartridge. And at the time there just wasn't much up there. So I just took it out, made it a little bit easier. One more question from GSM times two. He says, if there's a possibility now that if AR caches are accepted after the trial period, do you think AR caches may replace where I goes? I, I don't think so. I know I had a, this, this is a good question. Um, I had a candid conversation with Brian Roth at HQ about where, where it goes here. Actually just last week, as a matter of fact, um, because me, me personally, I, 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 I look at just the, the where I go uh, website itself, where you're, where you load the cartridges. Um, it hasn't been touched in, I think since 2008. Uh, so I had a conversation with Brian about what he thinks the history, what is the, you know, where, where's, where's the where I go platform going? Um, I didn't want to see it go away. And I told him, I said, I hope it sticks around because I think more and more people can play them now than they could in the past. And I would sure hate to see HQ just grab the proverbial plug and yank it. And so I, I asked him point blank. I said, what's the future where it goes? Um, and his response is, it's not going away. We do plan to keep it around. We do plan to make some updates to it and all that. But as with anything else, They've got their hands on a lot of other things right now, especially uh, updating the website and the apps and so on. They've got so much going on over there right now. So it's, it is on the list. Um, will AR replace it? I, I, I doubt it from my conversation with him. Uh, if anything, that would be something completely separate. If it even survives and becomes its own entity, which who knows on that. Uh, MC three cats. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate this inside look into where I goes. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Um, you know, you're very welcome to stay with us. We do. Well, as you know, we like to do the after show after this drink, drink your water. Don't spit there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I could actually hear that. You yeah. can't always hear that when you're, uh, when you're watching it live. <laughs> Um, we do the after show, which is just a time for us to be able to chat with the uh, live listeners that are watching us. Well, because they're all live or they wouldn't be listening to us, but that's a different story. <laughs> uh, 
But thank you so much. Um, and we want to thank everybody who's listening. And we hope you enjoyed this particular episode, but we have more coming. Oh, yes. Yes, Land Monkey has been working hard. Next week, we're talking about hiking in the mountains with Keats94. Nice. And he's a young guy. He'll kill you hiking in the mountains. I'm convinced of it. But, you know, it's more than just hiking in the mountains. Well, then the next episode after that will be good. Oh, that's That's right. right. Performing field first aid with Dr. (laughs) Alex. You, we maybe, maybe when you download, you want to listen to those together. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a box set. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, if you survive those two, then come back on uh, the 25th for episode 274. It'll be, we're talking about trackable promotions with uh, HQ and Ed Council. That's Katie from HQ. Mm-hmm. Always great to have guests from HQ on the podcast. And then, why a week later? It's November first, and you might as well tune into the podcast because guaranteed by then, the World Series will be over, and we could talk all about <laughs> GeoCoin Fest 2018, which apparently I attended and didn't even realize. You uh, should Bradley, go ahead and log it. That's what the Brightling said in the chat that I could post it. I will post attended log now. So I don't know if I'll go that far, but we'll have guests, uh, Chris, Mackie, and JP on that show. So that'll be a lot of fun. Awesome. And of course, thanks to Landsharks, our corporate Denali level sponsor. Landsharks.ca is the outdoor adventure and geocaching store. Check them out online or visit their store in Victoria, BC. As we always do, we want to thank all of our faithful Denali level supporters. That's Bounce Bounce, Team Squirrel, Limax, and WorldCaching.com. Folks, if you want to know more about supporting this show, click that Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website and you too We'll have your name read at the end of every episode, such as Broncos Fan for Life, Sprouter Camp Clan, Tick Magnet, Kev MacD, Subway Mark Dormore, Dune Buddy, Kid Vegas 19, Geo Nav Pros, Wino Seattle, Akerdoc, Billy Robs, and Gene Eyes, Antaeus, Keats94, Curiosity Girl, Trexer Zero, MC3 Cats, and Kennelbarb. All right. All right. Well, speaking of MC3 Cats, Chris Brew, if Somebody wanted to get in touch with you. How would you like them to reach you out to you on the interwebs? Well, let's see. There's so many ways, isn't there? Um, certainly the, uh, you know, geocaching, uh, geocaching account, of course. I do get a lot of uh, contacts that way. Uh, email always works too, mc3cats at gmail.com. That's real original there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also on Twitter, and I think that's probably about it. All right. Cool. Well, hopefully you'll get great comments from that. Land Monkey, how about you? Land Monkey. So you can find us Twitter, Instagram, Periscope at Land Monkey GC on Facebook. We're Team Land Monkey. And of course, on YouTube, those videos keep coming out every couple of weeks. We've got a new one. So next one's getting queued up and just search Land Monkey on YouTube and get caught up on season one of Land Monkey's Geocaching Adventures. And probably search the Rick Steves of Geocaching and come up with the same thing. That I'm hoping that's going to start working, yeah. Um, and our, our website, of course, landmonkey.blogspot.ca or adventuregeocaching.com. Ooh. Love it. Always an adventure with the land monkeys. There you go. How about I you with that? For that? You can find me on Geocaching's Message Center with Twitter, Facebook. Just look for Wits End. That's the only CNW host with a Z right in the center. And the other Chris tonight <laughs> oh 
find me on Twitter or Facebook at Caching NW. Of course, Chris of the Northwest on geocaching.com. You know what's better? Head on over to cachingnw.com slash hosts and read our bios and find all the links that we just mentioned. All right. And to everybody else and to everybody we've already mentioned, we want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this wonderful episode of Caching in the Northwest. Hey, you out there, you can be part of the show. Yes, you. <laughs> Give us a call, 253-693-TFTC. Leave us a comment. Ask us a question. Email us a where I go completion code anytime, day or <laughs> night. And of course, you can always email feedback at cachingnw.com. Your support, why it helps to keep quality shows coming. If you like this show, why don't you just trot your little fingers over to the cachingnw.com website and click that Patreon link. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all those things, and have a great time. This show is produced by Chris Umpernauer and Jay Kennedy and hosted by the threes of us. The show is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license, copyright 2018 by Chris Umpernauer. And now hang out with us for a little while for a little thing that we call The After Show. The After Show. That thing. There you go. So, folks, if you're new to Caching in the Northwest, this here podcast, we do. The After Show. Oddly enough, as the name implies, after the show. We close the main show, and it's just a chance for us to chat with uh, our faithful that uh, come and watch us live each and every week. The faithful. I like that. So we're not calling them the community anymore. They're the faithful. They're the faithful. Very spiritual experience to be part of the chat in Caching in the Northwest. Now, during the show, we mentioned Leavenworth, and uh, Chris from Landsharks mentions that Woody Goomsbaugh lives in Leavenworth. Yes, he does. And he's the coolest. Woody so, Goomsbaugh. Wits End, what do you think about Levens- Leavenworth? Well, it's, uh, I think it's a big prison in Kansas, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a party yeah, town. Not, not that one. Oh, oh, the other one. Well, MC3Cats told you all about it. It's a little town on Highway 2 and the eastern side of the Cascades. You know, it was a railroad town that, like so many other railroad towns, was doomed to just dwindle, die, and disappear from the map until the, I don't know who it was, the city founding fathers or the the, uh, city council or somebody just said, hey, let's theme everything in town to be just like a Bavarian village in southern Germany or Austria. And yeah, it worked. It feels, I've never been to Germany in person, but I've got other people that have been tells me that it feels just like you're there. Every building in town by city ordinance must be themed in the very way, including the McDonald's and the Starbucks. So is that actually a city ordinance that they... I believe it is. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Interesting. It's a neat town. Um, I've been there in a few times in the summertime, not at um, Oktoberfest time. I I think Oktoberfest time, it would be pretty intensely crazy around there. It it is. uh, My dance group has performed there. They're performing there again in a couple of weeks this year. The official Oktoberfest region or celebration is in uh, an enclosed area. They have to pay admission for where the fest halls and the bands and stuff are. So while of course the town is crowded and all 
it's not as bad out in the town as you as you think. I've gone out and walked around and shopped and gone to restaurants and stuff outside of the official Oktoberfest celebration. And it's it's still like any other busy holiday weekend or any busy weekend in Leavenworth. But the actual Oktoberfest area is quite more crowded. Yeah, it, December is a really crazy time. I uh, it is. They have the big uh, the the tree lighting ceremony, which really is it's much more than just lighting a tree. The whole town lights up, yeah. uh, and so that's a a huge thing. I, I want to say they do it right after um, it's weekends, right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, and everybody comes to the town. I mean, we stayed. My wife and I stayed there one. I can't remember. It was one weekend in December a couple of years ago. It was cold as all heck. It was eight eight degrees in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> it does get very cold up there. It gets cold there, but uh, we happened to be there during a really good cold snap over there, and uh, it just uh, it just added uh, you know a whole different dimension to the holidays because it was cold. There wasn't a lot of snow. I don't think there was hardly any snow on the ground. Uh, but to watch that tree lighting. Uh, uh, ceremony it was just unbelievable to watch the town just light up yeah in sections they just hit a switch and uh it's just and then they have music playing and stuff uh, as well and there were just hordes of people there sounds like fun yeah but you gotta go if you haven't been there now Whitson, were you there last weekend or the weekend before i haven't been there for several months oh i thought you were just there last weekend i was in portland portland the Whitman Brothers Oktoberfest, and starting tomorrow, I'll be at the Oktoberfest Northwest and Puyallup Fairgrounds for the next three days. So come on out, say hey, say hey, hey. hey. <laughs> All right, something else that uh, we had for the after show. I've got a little news bulletin in here about MC3 Cats. Apparently, you won something at GeoCoin. <laughs> oh yes, I forgot about that. So the contest was rigged, is what I'm reading into this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, he admits it now. <laughs> no, no, I don't know that that was rigged. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we were going to get breaking news right here on the podcast. No, yeah, it was clearly. It was not rigged. I'm just going to make up breaking news right here on the podcast. <laughs> well, it just takes the after show to a whole other level now, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We didn't say it was truthful in the after show. Well, there you go. <laughs> There's a disclaimer you can toss, right? Yeah. The after show is completely made up. It's fake news. It's fake news, right? Right. And the so, points yeah. don't matter. Um, I, I got this nifty little thing right here. If you look real yeah. carefully there. For those who are listening, that is a mountain bike geocoin. There's the back. Not just a mountain bike geocoin, but a special... Uh, what what color finish is it? Black nickel. It's, yeah, it's a black nickel. Black nickel uh, finish. I mean, there. I thought I heard him say he only made two of those. Well, so here's the interesting thing, though. So when we were at your booth on Sunday, Brian Roth and I are the only two people that have this coin. Oh my! God. And we were standing in front of your booth. Of course, Brian didn't have his. I'm sure he doesn't carry his, his around. Him, no. He didn't carry his around wherever he goes, I'm sure. Um, it's his belt buckle. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, it kind of does look like a belt buckle. The more I look at it, I'm like, you know, that's what it is. Um, so, yeah, we uh, he, he was telling the story of of uh, how he got the coin. And basically, John just uh, just came up to him and 
and uh, was showing the coin and and uh, gave it to him. Um, so I, yeah, I am very lucky to have it. And, and, and the story with this goes, I was in the middle of a transaction at our booth and I hear on a PA system somewhere, I hear my name being called and I'm like, what did I win? Did I win something? I don't remember entering anything. Um, and so I'm in the middle of doing this transaction and someone comes over and you, they're like, you won something. I'm like, what did I win? And and they're like, you want a coin? I'm like, okay. I don't remember entering anything, completely forgetting the fact that on the, the kickoff event, I bought raffle tickets. That was on, what was that? Wednesday uh, before the, so I, uh, so I completely had forgotten about it. And so I get done with the transaction and I walk over and, and I run into Chandra and she hands me the coin. She goes, you won the coin. I'm like, oh, the, the mountain bike coin, of course. <laughs> I completely forgot it. Cool. <clears throat> yeah, that was so, funny. Now, what's really special about this coin, if you have a mountain bike coin, it's owned by mountain bike. This is the only mountain bike coin he does not own. Ooh. So MC3Cats will be the official owner of this mountain bike coin. So that's something special. Yeah, and you won't be finding it in a cache near you. I can. Yeah. <laughs> but I heard you want to give it away to somebody on the show, right? Is that what I heard? Oh, I can't imagine I said that. Oh. <laughs> it's about the same time you bought the raffle tickets. Oh, if oh, I win that, that, I'll just give it away. That, that's what I heard. <laughs> I wasn't at that event. But that's what well, I you know, heard. I was having some chocolate stout at that event, so okay. who knows what I want to say. I have well, heard of this substance. You have, have you? Yeah. It was at the Rogue Brewery in Issaquah. That's mm -hmm. that's where the kickoff was. And uh, I fell into a pint or several of uh, the chocolate stout. And oh, is that, that the, uh, the chocolate hazelnut porter? I believe that's what it was, yes. Uh, that was that was drinking dessert is what I called that. Oh, yeah. well, see, I always have my dessert before dinner then, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that was that was awfully good. So congratulations, man. That is well, thank you. awesome. That's exciting for you. Um, one of the things I was going to share, we talked about uh, Germans and GeoCoin Fest. And so anybody who um, maybe has been under a social media rock and, and didn't realize it, but there is a, a group of 30 some Germans touring the Northwest and making their way down to California and Nevada in a tour bus with the geocaching vlogger and they were all at geocoin fest and they were they were coming there the day after they had just visited our hometown up here in vancouver bc and then came down to geocoin fest so if you were at geocoin fest you had an opportunity not only to meet some fun cool germans which i did at our booth but also to meet joshua the geocaching vlogger who was there which was which was also pretty cool so you guys really brought in a lot of celebs i noticed actually four four different vloggers of note at, uh, at GeoCoin Fest. That was pretty good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so um, so what was neat, uh, so my story about the Germans is um, I was doing a little bit of filming. So I have a new gimbal for my smartphone that I'm using for filming. Uh, it gives amazing stability and quality to the shots. I had just finished doing a little bit of filming with it. I had sitting on the table. I was getting ready to talk to some more people about the podcast. And uh, this group of people came up and they start asking me about the gimbal. They're like, oh, okay, I start talking in a very distinctive accent. 
and just ended up having this really long conversation about the gimbal and they're wanting to test it out. And so yeah, it was kind of fun. So it was neat because, you know, you never know what other interests people have when you connect through geocaching. There's probably something right. else that you can find out that you have in, in common or of interest. So that was, it was neat. It was a very fun international moment for me. Not, no, it's only geocaching. That's all you're allowed to talk about. <laughs> you I don't care what you do in your other than the podcast? We're talking about geocaching. <laughs> there you go. It's yeah. called caching in the Northwest. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Maybe that's why I don't have any real friends. <laughs> uh -oh. That's one of the reasons. Oh, that's one. Ooh. Oh, uh, you know, that could that be a whole new show right there you guys could do? I don't that, know. An analyzing, uh, yeah, analyzing C&W here. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like therapy. I don't want to do that. I don't want to yeah. find out what's wrong with me. <laughs> Oh, okay, then I'll just get rid of this list I have okay, here. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> Ouch. All right. Oh, let's see. Preham's put in the oh, yeah. chat Go in that there. Uh, I was going to proudly announce I've just gotten a triple fizzy by logging a challenge cache today. But it turns out I logged the challenge for a DT53, but I needed a DT35. Oh, oh. oh. I hate when that happens. Ouch. That's going to leave a mark. <laughs> hey, you know what? Getting a five difficulty cash is, is noteworthy. Good job. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I agree. That, that You just don't do that every day. Exactly. Eight. That's one of the three cats. Yes. <laughs> How did you Mr. know? Mr. Pete. Mr. Pete. Not Stinky Pete? Well, he can be. No, he can be. <laughs> <laughs> he can be a <laughs> right now, he's annoying, Pete. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, uh, Chris of the Northwest, uh, yes. I am asks, are there any FTFs this week? Nope. No? Okay. Quick question. There we go. Next. Okay. Yes, there was one. <laughs> <laughs> I am called me That's up. That's the end of the story. <laughs> yeah. He called me up and he says, are you going for it? What? there's a there's an ftf you know less than a mile from you oh how about that well i don't know if i can get away and, and i realized well i brought my lunch so i was gonna sit at my desk for lunch you know i'll just i'll, I'll do it i'll leave now and uh i was able to get there and get the ftf so yay ftf yay for you um super there, knots there in the a, oh, sorry there's there more a, to the story yeah there was a dollar prize for ftf so i owe i am 50 cents <laughs> I just want to put that out there that, you know, so next time I see him, I have to throw a couple of quarters his way. I, I think he gets an assist on that FTF, don't you? Yeah, oh, there you go. Too bad you can't get like half a point for, for finding a cash. Not three hams. I ham called me at work. <laughs> GeoNav pros. GeoNav pros is listening to the podcast in the hot tub with the wine again. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, Supernauts, who we had a chance to meet at the event. So it was awesome that you guys came by and we got to meet you. They made a comment that the Caching in the Northwest raffle turnout was pretty amazing. And, and it was. I was blown away um, at noon how many people we had around our booth. That was pretty crazy. Was it was, a, you guys had a crowd over there easily. I mean, I, 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 in fact, I had completely forgot I had a ticket to drop in the bucket so i had one of my little uh, half pint uh, assistants uh, 
bust through the crowd to get it in the box. <laughs> I was like, good luck, kid. <laughs> if you can get in there. <laughs> well, something we learned at Gigastock was that when we're handing out tickets to hand out both halves, and then at the time it's uh, you're there for the draw, go ahead and tear that second half and drop it in the bucket. That's so much easier. It goes so much quicker. Every number is there, and every number you call, you know, you can go right through it rather than going through 17 to yeah. 104 numbers before you get a winner. Yeah, we, we moved through it pretty pretty quickly. And uh, shout out to Joshua, geocaching vlogger, if he's listening to this podcast, which of course he is. You know he is. But uh, shout out to him because he was generous enough right at the end of the draw, once we'd gotten through all the prizes, he threw in one of his trackable tags uh, into uh, the prize bin to be drawn for as well, which was very cool. He didn't need to do that. And it was really nice of him to do that. We had a couple of people asking if we'd raffle off the puppets. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. So, Those things are sacred. Almost. Yeah. So, oh, it was it was kind of neat the attention the puppets got because not a lot of people know the history on the puppets. That we did our one hundredth episode entirely with puppets, and so a lot of people saw the puppets. And said, oh, that's kind of neat. Um, you know, there's there's puppets for the the hosts and. Uh, Every once in a while, someone would ask, like, oh, what's what's with the puppets? And so then I'd share that, and I'd just get this look. You did an episode of a podcast with puppets. Yeah, an audio <laughs> podcast with puppets. Yeah. And yeah. I told him, yeah, we do every audio podcast with puppets. <laughs> <laughs> and we always say Dora Moore was such a good sport. She was. Yeah, yeah. Brian Lang in the chat does say the 100th episode was not entirely puppets because Dora Moore... Was it was like the Muppet Show, and Dora Moore was our very special guest star. <laughs> God, that almost sounded like Kermit there for a minute. That's what I was going for. And, uh, you, you almost had it, and she had no idea coming on that we were going to do puppets. Oh, it was, was kind of mean, but it was funny. <laughs> awesome. Oh uh, yeah, Trexer, go watch. You got to watch our 100th episode on YouTube. Yeah, you got to do it. All right, so. So what do you think? We uh, got through here? I think we have done more than enough. So folks, thank you so much for joining us. And until next week, get out and get caching in the Northwest.